Alright, hey everybody, it's uh, Stefan, the Old World Gamer. I'm joined with Mr. Scott Devin Kane. Yo. It's been forever since we've done podcast. <laughs> oh my god, it's been like, it's been what, four years, five years? Yeah. Point? It, it, it the last one? I was it's on YouTube. It's been a while. Uh, I was doing YouTube. <laughs> we were both, we were both still doing YouTube at that time. Yeah. Like, good lord. It's been a... It's been a couple minutes. We'll just yeah, we'll just put it that sure. way. <laughs> oh jeez. But hey, you know, we're back by popular request. Oh yeah, literally too. That's that was the funnier thing is that there were actually people asking about the podcast. Right. So. I actually, for what it's worth, like when we when we did um when we got some sponsors from like my local gaming store, actually a couple people have been asking. It's like, hey, are you still doing that podcast? No. But we'll talk about it. And here we are. We're back with the podcast again. Coming back with you with the the, the quality podcast gaming stuff that you want and asked for. He, he needs a camera someday. Uh, eventually. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next week. I'll actually have to remember to just go and get one on the phone. <clears throat> That's cool. Alright, so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're going to be... Uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the new layout. Looks retro-ish, I guess. Looks good. Looks good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and use the main screen up top as often as I can, but you're going to have to kind of bear with me while I'm doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I'm probably going to end up doing is doing what I did last time, which is put a mask over it until we're ready to start, and then I can just kind of, like, remove it kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, so yeah, well, eventually I'll, I'll be able to do that, but for today, this is our first one for a, a little while. Uh, yeah, so and, bear, uh, we're bear get... with us a little bit as the kinks get worked out again, you know? It's mm. been five years since we've done one of these things, so you exactly. know, we might be a little rusty over episode one or episode two, you know what I'm saying, but... <laughs> but we're going to we have some new stuff. Yeah. Scott's going to have news this time, I'm going to have yeah. my own news as well. We're going to be making sure we have different news. And I'm going to also let Scott start out, because uh, I usually have a couple more extra segments than what he would normally have anyways. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be... usually the stuff Scott finds interesting, and then everything else. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, this time we're going to be including uh, NES World Records. Uh, I'm going to be... Once I start doing it, I'm going to be including the Indie, ga uh, Indie Quest Game of the Week that I've been doing with RetroQuest. Uh, Steam Discovery Q we'll be doing tonight. Uh, we're going to be doing, uh, again, game news from Scott and myself. Uh, Scott's going to have his new, uh, new segment called Scott Nerds. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also going to have some gaming deals, and we're going to have some Kickstarter stuff. So lots of good things on the way. And again, if you guys... Hey, Subtle Monster, how's it going? Uh, if you guys have any uh, other um, suggestions like or things that you want us to cover or you know look at... For the podcast, by all means, let us know. Yep. Because if you have like anything you want us to talk about, gaming related, we will definitely take a stab at whatever we have subject matter for. So now, of course, as you probably have realized by now, is that we cover mostly retro stuff and indie retro stuff. And when I say that, I mean you know, game indie games that have the kind of retro feel to it. Yeah, yeah, like 8-bit, 16-bit sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's not to say we won't step outside of that realm once in a while, like, to talk about, I don't know, like a Dragon Ball game, or, you know, something yeah, yeah. that that's, you know, more of a, a AAA thing, but it'll be less frequent than the retro stuff, obviously. So. Right. So, anyways, I guess we will start out with Scott's stuff. Yeah, so, 
gonna just start out with like just a little bit of a uh, Nintendo showing off its library sort of list. It's a, a uh, top 10 best-selling Nintendo Switch games. Now, you have to understand that the Nintendo Switch is just over... They're just just over two years old at this point. <laughs> and they have already sold for the Nintendo Switch. They've already sold 35 million units. So, it, compare that to the PS4, that they have two full years and only sold 30 million. So, the Switch is doing pretty good. And for what it's worth, the Nintendo Switch, in it's just barely two years old, has five games with over 10 million copies sold. Like, damn. Mm -hmm. So, number 10, Mario Tennis Ace, 2.64 uh, million units. I haven't had a chance to play Mario Tennis yet because I literally, I just bought my Switch, like, four days ago. I'm only oh. behind on the time. Oh, someone's got a Nintendo Switch already. I fucking yes. I want a Nintendo Switch so bad. Right? But uh, I haven't had a chance to play Mario Tennis yet, and uh, it's definitely... <laughs> it's blown me away so far, just with just like how good and how like just fun this console is. Just a little play. I'm playing Breath of the Wild, I'm playing... And I'm having fun with this, so... Mario Tennis Aces is definitely going to be on that list of things that I will pick up eventually. Um, number nine on this list is the one that really surprises me the most. One two switch, hmm. not a two point nine seven million copies sold. I was really surprised to see this game on the list. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Uh, for those that, that don't know, one two switch is basically just a you versus another player. It's kind of like a WarioWare sort of thing. So, ah, uh, okay. So it, it's got little like, little mini games and stuff like that, you know. Uh, number eight, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe at 3.31 million. This is another game that I'm absolutely going to get a copy of because it's Mario at its best. You know, I've I I played Super uh, the Super Mario Brothers U, mm -hmm. not new Super, but I played Mario U, and it is it was when I played it at the time the best Mario game I think I've played, and I haven't played any of the new ones like the new Super Mario Brothers U or any of that. So I'm really looking forward to all those games. Uh, number seven, Mario Party or Super Mario Party at 6.4 million copies. Uh, I don't know if you've played Super Mario Party. Oof, oof! This game is fun. Which one? This was game it? is uh, Super Mario Party. It's the it's the new oh, Switch the new Mario one? Party. Uh, yeah. Oh, it is so good. I have, so I have good. every single Mario Par Mario Party game so far, so that I need to get a Switch just so I can say I got that one. <laughs> right, and it's it's so innovative to the new, to to the the uh, the old Mario Party format where it's like we played how many Mario Party games at this point? What new can be done? And Super Mario Party absolutely blew me out of the water with just how new and innovative the game. was. Mm. So good, so good. All right, one quick uh, second. I think I might have something done wrong with my uh, sounds. Let me just check real quick. Okay, okay. Might be loud. Ready. Number six on the list: Splatoon Two at eight point seven million. Um, oh yeah. I really, I really. 
I really can't put any input on the Splatoon 2 because I, like I said, I just got my Switch, so I haven't been able to play it yet, but I've seen my brother play the game, and it looks amazingly fun. A so. lot of people, a lot of people got into Splatoon. Um, it's probably the best first-person, or just, yeah, well, can you call it a first-person shooter? Third-person shooter, I guess. It's, it's for, well, for the Switch. I, I've watched um, one of the, I think the local guys here. I'm not sure. I've watched one of the local guys here, John Michael, uh, play it a few times on um, on Twitch, and it seems like he has huge crowds there all the time. And they recently oh, had yeah. a huge tournament recently as well. And uh, apparently, the guy who won that—I can't remember—I should have kept that news up there. God damn it! <laughs> I blame Scott. Right, but I mean, for what it's worth, Splatoon as a third-person shooter is so unique. Yeah. That it's like we're we're doing the third person shooting thing, but it's not the basis of the game. So it's like you have to be paying attention to more than one thing at a time. To oh make yeah, sure, you know, it's like but it's a smart way of of making people get into shooting games without being like I mean Call of Duty, Battlefield, all that stuff. It's pretty much the same thing. You go, you pick oh, yeah. up your guns, you get equipped, you shoot people, you, you start over, you do the same thing. With Splatoon, you have to worry about hey. There's my color of paint. I can hide and swim over here and pop up behind someone and shoot them in the back. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. So, And, and then, then they have, the... like, like mounted guns that you can get out. There's so much cool stuff oh, you can do yeah. that game, man. So, uh, number five... Uh, number, we're now into the uh, the list of the five games that have sold over 10 million copies. One of these, relatively new, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. 10.6 yeah. million copies. Does this really surprise you at all? No, I mean. Really. With the, with how popular Pokemon Go even still, still is, yeah. they just done an event for this weekend so they yeah. get a free Torchic for the free Torchic and then and then like there was a Leafeon event or something like that this yeah, weekend too. They've they've been doing events basically weekly now and people have yeah. been able to get like fun cool Pokemon. And I I know a large group of people in my area that still play the game. It's like how old is it now? So. If you are able to do something and have the same basic formula for how long it's been around and still keep people interested, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, number four, I'm actually surprised how high on this, or, or, or how high on the list this is. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at 12.7 million units. I expected that to be a little bit lower on the list. Like, nah. number two or number one. The fans of um, Legend of Zelda, there's so many people who love that series that they were going to get the game even if they didn't want to play it. You hear this? That's my copy of Breath of the Wild in my hand right now. <laughs> I w before we started the podcast, I had myself some lunch and crammed in as much Breath of the Wild as I could possibly play. Uh -huh. I am having an amazing amount of fun with this game in yeah. the beginning. So well, of course, the whole exploration how, part of the game itself is just fun. And, I mean, and, and just like the beginning area, I'm like, wow, this place is huge. And I'm thinking to myself, this is like the, the like the garbage can of this world. How huge is this going to be? <laughs> the garbage can of this world, Jesus! It's like this this little plateau that has a couple temples, like. How much more to this game is there going to be? Like, oh my god, it's going to be so huge. And, like, I'm finding myself not having any trouble picking it up. Or, like, some of, like, the older, or, like, the newer Zelda games, like, you know, Skyward Sword or, you know, Twilight Princess, you might have had a little bit of trouble, like, getting into it. Breath of the Wild, for all of its mechanics, I'm having no trouble at all 
getting into it. So, I I I, I have a feeling this might become my favorite. Zelda. So, um, number three, exactly, kind of where I felt number three was going to be. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at thirteen point eight million or thirteen point eight million copies. Okay, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's Smash. Are we really surprised? No. It's new Smash. Is it good? <laughs> no. It's godlike. The new Smash is so damn good. It's just. If you haven't played Smash Ultimate, the hell are you waiting for? <laughs> um, number two, of where I expected to be at number one, uh, Super Mario Odyssey at 14.4. I really expected Odyssey to be number one. It's, 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 this is going to be another one of those Mario games that I'm obviously going to pick up another or pick up a copy of. So, of the of the things that I've seen, like speedrunners and what that they're doing with the game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> game looks really good. And uh, number one on the list, uh, selling 2.2 million more copies than any other game on the Switch, and not really a big surprise, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 16.69 yeah. million copies. People I mean, love that game, dude. Dude, if you haven't played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and my copy's right over there next to my Switch and all that stuff. If you haven't played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, oh my god, it is by far, and I don't care what anybody says, you can agree with me, you can disagree with me, I don't care. It is the best Mario Kart game ever made, hands down. It is so good. I'm still bummed that Nintendo has not been smart enough to do what I've been saying for years. What's that? And I've talked about another podcast, which is, do downloadable content. Make it so people can buy all the old tracks that haven't been included with the game. Hey, I'd pay $10 to get a new set of to 10 get... tracks. Hell I'd, yeah! I'd pay $10 to get 10 new characters just to fuck around with. That People want that extra... Like, go, look, Nintendo, look at Fortnite. Oh, Mom, Dad, can I have a $50 game card so I can buy clothes for my character? What does it do? <laughs> Nothing. It looks pretty. Right. Okay, here's your money. Like, Nintendo... Yeah, for Mario Kart... You're giving good. us good content, or you could give us good content, but instead you're all like, nah, that's what this work. I'm not doing that. Let's, let's make right. another game. <laughs> like, like, come on, guys. You're printing money with Mario Kart. Yeah. So, I mean, come on now. So, uh, moving on to subject number two here. Um, new Switch discount program. So, what this is, is that... The, there is a new program called Nintendo Switch Game Vouchers, and the way that they work is that you pay one hundred dollars. This is this is American, by the way. I don't know how the exchange goes for other countries or whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, you pay a hundred dollars in exchange for a pair of vouchers. The way that they can be redeemed is you select games that include stuff like Breath of the Wild, um, and games even as new as you're going to let you uh, preview games as new as uh, Super Mario Maker Two. Which doesn't release until the uh, the 18th of June, or the, I'm sorry, the 28th of June. So what these what these vouchers are is that you are going to be able to purchase these games with the vouchers uh, for whatever what at whatever their price is. Okay, so say you're going to have like two 
two AAA games like uh like like those two, like Breath of the Wild and Super Mario or Super Mario Maker 2. So at $60 a piece, you're going to be saving $10 a piece for these games. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds decent, all right? So we're talking about like, you know, you can pick up Smash Ultimate and Super Mario Maker 2. You save 20 bucks on the deal, all right? Now, here's the thing. These vouchers work on any games, all right? So take, uh, like, for the example that's used here, Sushi Striker, The Way of the Sushido, it's already $50, okay? So here's here's the problem with these things. Yes, you can use these vouchers for, for whatever games that you want, all right? It's kind of a contrived way of Nintendo of for Nintendo being able to offer discounts on games without actually marking down the value of their games. So here's the way for Nintendo to say, hey, you can pick up Smash Ultimate for $50, you can pick up Breath of the Wild for $50, okay? But we're not actually discounting these games. We're going to leave them at $60, but these vouchers will be able to give you $10 off. All right. Problem number two with these vouchers. They are only available for Switch Online subscribers. So if you play games offline, like, you know, there are there are Switch games that are offline, like, you know, Don- like the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which you don't need online stuff. Yeah. This isn't available to you. So, for what I'm for what I'm getting here, that all right. If you've already bought the the, the Switch Online subscribe subscription, that this is for you, okay? So, sure, twenty dollars off to sixty dollars games. If that applies to you, this is a great deal. If it doesn't apply to you and you haven't bought the Switch Online subscription, then you don't get to be part of this? So, I don't understand why they're doing this. So, why not just mark down your games? Why not just offer this to everybody? Why the exclusivity to Switch Online subscribers? I mean, don't get me wrong, the vouchers themselves aren't a bad thing. If you know you're going to be purchasing this game and these games in the future, like Super Mario Maker 2, mm-hmm. it's a good value, okay? Oh, yeah. But Nintendo could just discount its games like every other publisher does instead of making you invest $100 in a voucher system. Yep. So, For, it, it, it's kind of like a double-edged, the double-edged sword sort of thing. They they offer this thing out here, but don't include everybody. Okay, of which, mind you, uh, uh, Miyamoto has or uh, 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 Miyamoto. Uh, no. Now I'm gonna brain fart on names. Sorry. Uh, well, they were. Now I'm going to see her brain fart her name. Inclusion apparently was like a big issue for Smash Ultimate in its creation. So, I don't know. This seems to be like not inclusive. I don't know. But, again, 
for those of you who have the Switch Online, you might want to check this out. Hmm. So, um, speaking of Mario Maker 2, uh, the uh, Amazon is offering a Super Mario Maker 2 and a 12-month Switch Online bundle for seventy dollars. So if if you are if you are interested in picking up Mario Maker 2, it gives you a 12 month subscription to uh, to Switch Online for only ten dollars. So it would definitely behoove you to uh, to go into this. Um, for the things that I've seen about Super Mario Maker 2, there is a lot of new stuff that they're going to be at they're going to be adding to the game. Oh yeah, and. The one thing that I'm actually the most interested in, Super Mario Maker 2 will have a story mode. Ooh, nice. I like that. How if it's... exciting is that? You are <coughs> going to be able to make your own Mario Brothers stories. Oh, that that's what I've wanted from the first one. And the only way like, that I could see you being able to do that is basically telling people, like... Or even having a message at the end of each level, like, hey, look up this one to go do the next stage. But, I mean, you don't have that, like, hey, if you take this exit, you'll get this path. Or if you take this exit, you get this path. And, like, that is going to be fun. Like, we can make our own maps along with the levels as well. That's going to be big. It's basically people, like you said, people are going to just be releasing, why make a Mario hack? When you can just do it on Mario Maker, too. Exactly. Like, what I was thinking of, like... All of the like uh, the Ryu Car World or uh, Kaizo Land or whatever they yep. make, like all of all of those things, you no longer have to hack all of those things. You can just make them in Mario Maker now, yep. and now everybody will have access to it. It's like, oh, Super Kaizo World. Hey guys, here's the here's the uh, the code to Super Kaizo World, and you can make all of these things. It's like that's so exciting. Can you imagine like how good that's going to be now that everybody who has Super Mario Maker 2 is going to have access to that. Mm-hmm. It'd be I mean, even smarter if Nintendo bundled their own story in there as well. Right? I mean, that just makes sense. Yep. So, uh, like I said, if you're in, if you're interested in doing stuff like that, like Super Mario Maker 2, go on to Amazon right now and just pre-order it for 70 bucks because you get the 12-month Switch Online bundle for only ten dollars, yeah. it's definitely worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, as of as of May eighteenth, twenty nineteen, Minecraft has worldwide since launch sold over one hundred and seventy six million copies. Jesus. In April, the figure stood at a, uh, the figure <coughs> stood at around sold over one hundred and fifty million copies. 30 million, which was attributed to PC sales. I'm really surprised by that. I'm really surprised that the PC sales of Minecraft is only 30 million. I expected there to be a lot more. Um, if you look back at 2014, console sales of the game surpassed PC and Mac versions. And in really? 2017, Minecraft Pocket Edition on Android and iOS sold 30 million copies. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> My, uh, Microsoft said last year that the game had 90 million monthly active players. Jesus. 90 million active 
players. And that's on the mobile? Yeah, that's just period. That's across all platforms. All platforms. That's still, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. But holy hell, 90 million active active monthly users? That Are means you serious? That technically, Minecraft still has a huge community for it. Like, After, like good, good God. And the game is 10 years old. The game's 10 years old. And I think the biggest thing it, is that it's the younger people who are getting into Minecraft, not the older people. Because right. a lot of the younger people are like, oh, cool, I can get Minecraft to go with my Xbox. And I can play right. with my friend no matter where. And you can do that with a PC. But a kid is more likely to know what to do with an Xbox controller or a phone more so than a keyboard where all like, uh, right. you know. But um, so. the company has also announced Minecraft Earth this week, of which I will cover in a little bit. Ooh, um, yeah. So they, they hinted on that with the uh, Google Glass when that first came out. If you guys yeah. remember when we covered that, there was a little yeah. segment there where they were sitting in the living room and playing with Minecraft. It's there you go. Um, yeah. Speaking of Minecraft, Minecraft Earth, I might as well go over this now. Yeah. Uh, Minecraft Earth is a new AR mobile game similar to Pokemon Go. Uh, after te uh, after teasing some of the Microsoft <coughs> AR announcement over the last couple weeks, it's revealed Minecraft Earth. It's a free-to-play augmented reality game mobile, which takes you, uh, which tasks you with exploring your neighborhood to find blocks and unique mobs for your build. Once you have acquired those mats and mobs, any flat surface you will find will provide an opportunity to build. You can team up with others to create various build or builds on build plates. And then place them in real world to explore it at life size. Uh, creating new items part of the process along with growing crops. Basically, Minecraft on mobile, but in AR. Damn. Uh, mobs you can find are also battled in real life and even bred. So, uh, like B-R-E-D, like you can breed them. Oh. Um, I was like, I was thinking of I was like, I want to eat some bread. No. So, so some mobs you can even breed some of. It's like, damn. I thought uh, Microsoft... fucking bread was gonna be a fucking a new mob or something. <laughs> like, oh, watch out! I'm getting attacked by bread. I'm like what? <laughs> so uh, Microsoft promised more news on Minecraft be shared soon, and you will be able to soon sign up for a closed beta. Ooh, that's exciting. So definitely keep your eyes out on that. That's raining. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? I'm like, oh wait, all of a sudden it's raining. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, dude, how is Minecraft still this popular? I'm just like, well, like I said, it's kids. Kids, I mean, can get into it. It's very easy to play. It's they can turn things down a bit so that like it's not crazy. They already know what. Oh, hey, always turn around because there could be a creeper coming to eat your face. Or, right. You know, and, and it's just easy for them to keep going. Like, they can literally just pick up a phone at any time and keep playing. So. You know, the funny thing is, I'm going to see some kids on the street, and they're going to turn their phone and crap themselves because there's an Enderman standing right next to them. You know what I'm saying? You just don't look at him in the eyes, that's so. all. Just don't look at him. But, um. I don't know why. For some reason, my host sounds are coming through my speakers. But when I done a shout out earlier, it came through on my, my headphones, so I, I don't know what's going on. So let's put this into perspective, okay? Sorry. Right. 
how popular is Pokemon Go still? Pretty freaking oh, popular. Oh god, still. yes. Can yeah. you imagine how popular Minecraft Earth is going to be? Yeah. Especially since it's free to play. Oh damn! Yeah, then that's definitely going to be oh, the case. Oh my gentle Jesus! Yeah. We're going to like if you thought the explosion, if you thought it, the explosion of Pokemon Go was huge, just wait until this game comes out. Pokemon Go. Oh, thunderstorm! Cool. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, see, remember when we said we were going to iron out this podcast a little bit? <laughs> this may be happening. So, anyway, moving on from that, um, Overwatch anniversary event kicks off May 21st, which is Tuesday as of this podcast. Uh, the third annual Overwatch anniversary event kicks off next week, along with new items, past items, making a return, along with some seasonal brawls. Uh, the Overwatch anniversary event will start on May 21st. And, and on June 10th. So you're going to have plenty of time to get in on this. It's going to be like uh, two and a half weeks. Uh, starting the day of kickoff, Overwatch will be playable for free for the first week. So if you don't have a copy of Overwatch, you're going to be able to play it for free for a week. Neat. Neat. Uh, all players, even on the trial, can participate in the anniversary celebration. Uh, you can start your download of Overwatch free trial on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 ahead of time starting on May 18th. Uh, alongside returning skins other and, and other costumes, uh, six legendary and three epic skins will be available. Um, new dance emotes are going to be available for Ash, Baptize, and Wrecking Ball. Uh, so the full event is going to be... Um, the anniversary event will include six new skins and three epic items, and the new dance emotes for Baptize, Ash, and Wrecking Ball. Uh, anniversary event will bring back previous seasonal cosmetic items, including dance emotes... Uh, past good. seasonal brawls are returning for arcade, and we, we rotated daily, including archive storms rising. So you're going to be able to do that again. Uh, players who log in for the anniversary event during its time will receive one legendary anniversary box, which will guarantee one legendary item. Uh, anybody who purchases the 50 loot box bundle will receive an additional legendary anniversary loot box. Hmm. And this is the thing that gets me the most. All previous seasonal loot will be available during the event. All of it. So if you have missed any of the skins, any of the icons, any of the emotes, you have two and a half weeks to grind this stuff and get all that old stuff. That is glorious. And for what it's worth, you get to play for free for a week. On, on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So, yeah, if you haven't played Overwatch, game's pretty fun. So, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm probably going to be playing a lot of Overwatch over, uh, over the next two and a half weeks, because I definitely missed out on a lot of seasonal items. So, this is that opportunity to be able to go back and take care of all of those seasonal items. That, like, man, I really wanted that, like, the Olympics Lucio or whatever, you know? Oh, oh I can get it now. So, uh, moving on. Halo, the Master Chief Edition of, or the Master Chief Collection PC testing 
probably not happening before E3 of 2019. Uh, 343 Industries has said that the PC testing of Halo Master Chief won't occur until sometime after E3 of 2019. Um, speaking on a post in Reddit 343 Industries, Community Director uh, Brian Gerard said it doesn't look like public uh, flighting will begin prior to E3. Uh, he's also reiterated sometime, or statements that made in May regarding the development of PC version taking longer than initially anticipated. Uh, if we could go back in time knowing what we know now, we probably would have waited to make the announcement. Uh, we had plans and estimates and goals, including a need to get the word out so we could ample, we'd have ample time to build up a Halo Insider program. Uh, testing was originally slated for April, but earlier <coughs> this month announced that plans had been pushed back. Now the window has been narrowed down to after E3, but that's a pretty large window. Uh, hopefully testing will become sooner, sooner rather than later, but it always takes time to make something greater than it already is. Um, I know that there's a lot of people, you know, in my friends groups and whatnot, they're big fans of Halo. So I don't know how many of them are actually going to be playing the PC version of the Master Chief Collection, but... Oh, I'm sure Magic Chief Collection will get its fair run on the PC as well. Oh, it definitely will. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, for what I've seen of Master Chief Collection, oh boy, does it look good. Like, oof. If you, if you, if you liked previous Halo stuff, just, just take a look into the, the Master Chief Collection. You will not be disappointed. Um, the Epic Store. During its first big sale, ripped down some of its games. Uh, Vampire Masquerade's Bloodlines 2 publisher, Paradox, has taken uh, taken the game off of the Epic Game Store while a sale is going on. Uh, 2K Games also followed suit by ripping Borderlands 3 off of the storefront. So, what is going on here is that Epic basically dropped the uh, dropped the bomb this week that said the first Epic Game Store sale is going to be happening. And what it is, is that the sale is going to be just taking $10 off of any game over $15. Sounds pretty cool, right? It's not too bad. I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed to pay at least $5 for a game. Right. Oh, sorry, so here's the thing. $5.01. More than $15. Right. right. So here's the thing. This $10 discount is already going to apply, or is going to apply to games that are already discounted. Ooh. And the thing, even better news, is that you are going to be able to apply this discount to games you want to pre-order. So wait, hold on a second. So wait, if it counts for games that are already discounted, does that mean on a price that it's discounted as or before? Because I mean, what about if it's if it's a seventeen dollar game and it's already discounted to like six dollars, then you get ten dollars off? Do they owe you four dollars? Then do they yeah. like have to no, no, no. four dollars for your bank account? It's, it's like say like a thirty dollar game is getting a like a twenty percent discount, so now it's down to twenty four dollars. It's going to be ten dollars off the twenty four dollars. Yeah, I know. So. Um, in this case, <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 was quickly removed from the store after the sale began because they didn't bother to tell people about it. Uh, the, the game, along with others, alongside uh, 
UPS discount as a result of a $10 cut, and some even managed to snag the pre-orders at a lower discount price. Now, what many assumed to be an error was later confirmed by Epic. Uh, not every publisher is required to participate in the sales. Epic told Russian site DTF that players who bought the game before it was pulled will continue to own it and won't be charged the difference. DTF. Uh, <laughs> the Russian site DTF. Uh, damn the fuck. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not long after, 2K pulled Borderlands off the storefront temporarily until the until the sale has finished. So, what Epic Games did is, hey guys, here's a cool ten dollar off of everything that's off that's more than fifteen dollars, and didn't bother to tell the, the publishers about it. And now a lot of people have pre-ordered Borderlands Three and Vampire the Masquerade Two. For ten dollars less than they should have. Hey, it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, oi. So, good, good on you if you were able to get on this. So, until the until the Epic Store game sale is completed, you're not going to be able to pre-order the games off of the Epic Store. So, but there's a lot of good games on Epic Store. Ten dollars off any game off of fifteen dollars. Sounds like a good deal to me. Yeah, that's, that's not bad at all. So, here's a big surprise. Activision's not going to have a booth at E3. Neither is Xbox, neither is PlayStation. Activision is yet another publisher choosing not to have a major presence at E3 this year. Activision will not have a booth at E3 2019, the publisher has confirmed, that their final floor plans for the show floor were unearthed on Reset Era, many wondered why none of them include Activision's base. As it turns out, Activision just won't be there. The company told Game Industry that while it won't have the traditional booth space, it will be at booth space, it will be at the show, taking meetings and talking to the press. Okay. Uh, this isn't the first time E3's done this. They, they did so twice before, but most recently in 2016. Uh, Activision usually doesn't hold a press conference like ER, EA or Bethesda, so the publisher relies on Sony and Microsoft stage to bring the attention to its games. So call the new Call of Duty that's going to be coming out is not going to be shown at E3. I'm sure it doesn't really need that PR that badly. I'm sure it'll do fine on its own. When all the kids are like, Yay, last... new gun shooting game! <laughs> yeah. Amusingly, the last time Activision skipped the show was also the year Infinity Ward's Call of Duty game came out. Uh, it's also worth noting that Activision slate this year is slightly or slightly lighter than usual. Um, it doesn't have Destiny, and it's the only major it's the only major franchise it's releasing this year is Call of Duty. So uh, Crash Team Racing is launching the week of E3, so there's little point in showing it there. Oh, okay. So, oh. really, the, the only thing that Activision to show is, is the new Call of Duty game. And since Sony ain't going to be there, neither is Activision. So, if you're looking for new Call of Duty stuff, don't bother to ring into E3. So, you said that there's going to be a new Crash Kart game? Uh, Crash Team Racing will be, will be releasing pretty much the week of E3. Or the week after E3, I'm sorry. For PlayStation 4? That's what I, I would assume. It's uh, um, Sonic uh, Sonic Team Racing released for uh, huh. for the, the Switch as well. Yeah. For what I'm for what I'm hearing, it's not its predecessor. 
And but have you heard the other news about it? No. That they're not going to have any DLC for it, apparently, either. Just gonna really? Be, yeah. Wow, that's really surprising. Yep. Okay, so... Um, last thing on the docket for SDK. Um, the Sega Genesis Mini has announced 10 new games to be included on on the console. Uh, the games that were already announced for the Sega Genesis Mini uh, were Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodline, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Sonic 1, Sonic 2, uh, Altered Beast, Gunstar Heroes, uh, Earthworm Jim, The Castle of Illusion, and World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck for World of Illusion. Uh, Thunder Force 3, Super Fantasy Zone, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. Uh, Streets of Rage 2, Contra Hardcore, and Landstalker. And Sega has announced 10 additional games for the Sega Genesis Mini, one of which was the compilation of uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars. So mm-hmm. technically, it's actually announced 13 games for the, the extra games for the Sega Genesis Mini. Uh, alongside the alongside Wily Wars it are going to be uh, Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle. Nice. Uh, Beyond Oasis, Ooh. Ghouls and Ghost, Golden Axe, nice. Fantasy Star Four, uh, Sonic Spinball. Oh, nice. Uh, Street Fighter Two Special Championship Edition. Awesome, nice. Uh, Vector Man and Wonder Boy and Monster World. So basically, it's gonna be worth getting. All the games on that sound good. And Every mind game. you, and mind you, of that list of games that are on there, there are still ten more games to be announced. Jeez. And uh, the announcement for the last ten games are going to be announced sometime in June. And the Second Genesis Mini launches September nineteenth with forty games. If this is going to be anything like the NES or the SN, you have to pick one of these up. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, there's so much good stuff on there. I mean... Dude, I want all the minis. I even want the, like, the Famicom and the Super Famicom minis. Right. Commodore 64 mini. There's, there's like, everything. I want them all. Dear um, Santa, along- I've been a good boy this year. I want all the cool things that all the boys and girls want. Um, the company also announced its retro bit Sega Genesis and Sega Master Drive 6 button controllers will be released with it in late August for only 20 bucks jeez that's not bad either for like getting an authentic 6 button controller for a Genesis yep sign me the hell up yep and you know that if they try to do some kind of weirdness with it someone is going to dongle the shit out of it so that we can use it on PC anyways right so you know <laughs> I'm gonna get some PC six button six this controller for twenty dollars I mean sounds pretty good to me <coughs> so uh September 19th mark your calendars get yourself a Sega Genesis Mini will do so, so, so that is uh that's SDK's new segment kind of is Throw it over to uh, OWG so he may uh, give us some more insight on the gaming world of news or gaming news of world or the news the of the gaming, gaming world. news of or whatever, world or whatever the hell I'm trying to say. All right. Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the um, 
one of the newer segments that we're adding to our podcast, which is uh, I'm going to be talking about just briefly going over the list of new world records for speedrunning for the NES only. Mm. And the reason I'm doing this this way is because um, we have a speedrun robot in our chat. Uh, it's not implemented yet, but I have um, access to it in a different Discord channel. So basically I have to go in and record everything that's happening for the week. I have a pretty huge list, and this is since Wednesday. All right, This is Sunday since Wednesday, all right? <laughs> so it's a lot. Get ready. And there's a lot of good records and good games there. Great runners as well. Okay, we're going to start out, and if I butcher your names, can I just apologize up, up front right now? I, I do I do apologize. <laughs> Alright, so the first one we have is James Bond Jr., any percent, one loop, uh, completed in 37 minutes, 43 seconds by Hiyo24. Jeez. Uh, I haven't played James Bond Jr. much. Uh, I think I have it listed as something I wanted to speedrun because it looked like it was a kind of a fun platforming and shooting game. Yeah. Almost like GoGo13 without all the first-person mm -hmm. shooter crap when you're doing like the walking parts. Which, uh, wait, no, I shouldn't say that because that is not a good representation. Anyways. <laughs> um, next is Conan, The Mysteries of Time, any percent. Done in 7 minutes, 32 seconds by Tarbash. <laughs> wow. Yeah, short run. Um, yeah, no kidding. The next world record, I actually was watching Tarbash uh, when he was playing uh, Gorilla War, any percent, easy, in 14 minutes, 32 seconds by Tarbash. Uh, I was watching while he was doing that. I didn't get to see the world record run itself, though, but I was watching that morning when he was practicing for it, so. Good stuff. Hmm. The uh, Gorilla War is fast-paced the way that he was doing it. I, was like, I don't know if I should be able to do anything like that. <laughs> uh, next up is Swordmaster Any Percent Japanese in 6 minutes 34 seconds by Yinger. Swordmaster? Yep. How long? Uh, 6 minutes 34 seconds. Holy shit. How? Uh, I don't Never know. Mind. There's probably, right, some, there's probably Mark, glitches. Yeah, yeah. It has to be. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I Carry Warriors 2, Victory Road, any percent, in 8 minutes, 29 seconds, by Toad, 22484. If you don't know who Toad is, he's doing the NES Blitz, and I, I watch him regularly just because, dude, is, the NES Blitz is basically, um... Oh my god, is this guy, like, just the god of NES? <laughs> he, he, but... basically, NES Blitz is, he's running every licensed game for the NES, uh, and he's trying to speedrun every single one of them. And not trying to go for world record, but trying to go for a decent time in every one of them. Right. And a lot of them, he is world recording. He took away my Just... Bomberman world record. I'll take it back someday. Yes, you will. <laughs> uh, next up is Super Mario Bros. Now, this is a, a different type. Of, it's a hack game, I'm pretty sure. Super Mario Bros. 2 Turbo Edition. Any percent. Done in 17 minutes, 8 seconds by the Classic 188. We'll have to look that up because that sounds like fun. Because Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Two, is already a hard enough game, and then you add the word Turbo to it. I'm wondering uh, it must like make things really difficult to uh, speed run or something like in regards to I guess movement and maybe the enemies. Because we have another Mario Bros. Two world record for the actual game coming up in a minute. 
Um, the next game is Micromages uh, Hell Mode, done in 21 minutes, 28 seconds, by Link7777. Nice. Uh, Link underscore 7777, my, my bad. Uh, next is Crystallis, any percent, no wild warp, in 56 minutes, 4 seconds, by Oversworm. No wild warp? Yeah. Wow, 56 minutes for Crystallis. How? Again, I don't know. I, these Jeez. are speedruns I'm going to have to go and Now, you have to point. understand that for Crystallis, like, bosses have experience barriers. So okay. what for what it's worth, you have to actually grind yourself to, like specific levels to be able to even damage bosses. But there could be exploits oh. on those bosses, like using certain items that might actually... Uh, also uh, true. Yeah, that, so. I want, that I want to watch, because I, I, I've i been a big fan of Crystallis for a very long time, and I mm -hmm. really, really love the game. It's like... Yeah. It, it's, like, it's, like it's like high-speed Zelda. Do you know how like, long it took us to realize how to get the gas mask in that game? Oh my god! Forever! Ugh. Anyways, uh, next game, uh, he's been grinding this forever. Solomon's Key, any percent, 12 minutes, 33 seconds, Yogi the Monk. And I'm pretty sure wow. he still wants to shave a second off. I'm just like, what? That game, for what it's worth, that game is hard. It is. So. It really is. But, yeah, he Oof. dedicated himself, and I think he still wants to take a second or two off, which is so crazy. But I guess he's just going to optimize the run, which, I mean, good for yeah, him. He yeah. doesn't have to... Worry about ever going back to it at that point. Twelve minutes just for Solomon's key. <coughs> uh, next up is To the Earth, any percent. Fifteen minutes, fifty-two seconds by Carter44. Nice. Uh, and it's Super Mario Bros. 2, any percent. Luigi only. Eight minutes, fifty-eight seconds by Cool Kid. Wow. Cool Kid Ooh. is another speedrun monster, by the way, like uh, Toad. Uh, when he dedicates himself to a game, he dedicates himself to that game, and he, <laughs> he usually world records everything he plays. It's crazy. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And then eight minutes for Super Mario Brothers 2. That's pretty good. Game is game is pretty hard if you haven't actually played it. Yeah, it can be. Alright. Alright, uh, next up is one of Scott's favorite games, Renegade. <laughs> Any percent, three minutes, 46 seconds by Super Pitfro. Really? Yeah. Really? And I've, I've been watching him do it. A lot of it is running punches and knowing the route. You, you just kept going through the wrong spots. Wrong dude. doors. Like, I play it. I, 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 let's play. Okay. So you have to understand. I started a series on YouTube, like, maybe, I want to say, like, eight or nine years ago. I started a series called Play Until We Win. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that I did with that series is I'm like, all right, guys. What games that I play is going to be dictated by you guys. So some fucking dickhead decided that he was going to... He was going to vote for this game called Renegade. And I didn't know what I was getting the fuck into. Well, I don't know who a dickhead that might be. I'm just saying. I don't know. But, um... It took me like six or seven episodes to beat this game. <laughs> and do it less than four minutes. I, I save-stated the fuck out of that. Because, I think I did anyway, but... Jesus, uh, four minutes? Yep. I did, I did like six episodes. I did, like, it was like an hour. 
Two well, hours. They he knows the pattern. The speedrunners now know the I mean, patterns. They know the route, obviously. Right. But another big thing is there's a I guess a new strat they're doing, which is a triple stack where all three enemies are stacked on top of each other. You run over, you punch all three, you run away, you run back, you punch all three, and then they're all gone. And then you do it again in a couple of sections. I think it's the uh, bag lady section. Oh, and DP will learn that speed run. I think if you get yeah. into it, though, uh, it's same thing as Double Dragon. Like, if you get into it, I think you, you'd find it's actually well, Yeah, fun. yeah. Like, I, I also was going into that game below. So, for what it's worth, I had no idea what I was... I was having more fun looking at just, like, how fucking goofy everybody looked at the game. <laughs> it's true. Like, getting beat up by, like, this fucking... T-Rex seven, seven foot tall fucking transvestite. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck Oh, Kim! Was. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah Kim, there give, you go. Give, give Kim yeah, a kiss. You Stop. remember. <laughs> fucking. Moving on. Alright, our next game is right Metroid. Category extensions, 100% Deathless, New Game Plus. Done in 36 minutes, 13 seconds by Retro Gaming 2084. Uh, the next one is also Metroid Category Extensions. All Rooms Deathless, 59 minutes, 22 seconds by the same person, Retro Gaming wow. 2084. All rooms. That's pretty good. Yeah. And Deathless. Yeah. Uh, next up is American Gladiators. Any percent uh, done in 22 minutes, 8 seconds by Mix Master PJ. I think you oh, could buddy. actually do that a bit faster. I'm not sure. I, I'd have to see what the speed run's like. Yeah. Uh, Darkwing Duck Pacifist percent. Uh, 16 minutes, 11 seconds by Angel Undead. Nice. nice. Uh, Takeshi's Challenge. Any percent, 4 minutes, 28 seconds, 0.36 seconds. Or 28.36. Uh, 4 minutes, 28.36 seconds by Rabid Duck 22 Less than 5 minutes. Takeshi's Challenge? Yep, any percent. So it could be just a fucking lose, dude. Holy I mean, the, the, the any percent for pirates I mean, is like a, a second. Oh, well... I mean, fair. For what it's worth, of Takeshi's Challenge, you can die on the title screen, so whatever. But <laughs> Alright, we're getting close to the end here. Uh, Legend of Zelda, low percent. 31 minutes, 31 seconds by Lack Attack 24. I watched that speedrun. Wow. Nice. Holy crap. Yeah. Lack is a Legend of Zelda god. Oh, really? And. Oh my goodness! If you have not watched Lack play Zelda, you guys are missing out. Here, I'll probably check him out now because I was uh, watching uh, Enchantress of Numbers too, Legend of Zelda Two, Reverse Boss Order, which is really fucking crazy as well. If you haven't seen that, check that out as well. That's uh, a lot of heavy glitching in order to make that work. So yeah, no just joke. knowing the route is, is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, next is Golf Grand Slam Tournament, any percent. 16 minutes, 15 seconds by Crit Rocket. Um, Kakaron Beat the Game, 15 minutes, 27 seconds by Karma. Uh, next is Ninja Crusaders Pacifist Percent, 4 minutes, 57 seconds by White Hat 94. Uh, and White Hat is also known for playing a lot of Famicom and, like, underplayed games, I find, usually. So he's also a lot of fun to watch. Um, not that any of these other people aren't. It's just these are people that I know that I, I, I watch regularly. Uh, so, so you know, no, no harm to anybody. <laughs> Go check everyone out, especially if you like the games that I'm talking about. Right. Uh, 
Okay. Mickey Safari in Letterland. <laughs> Any percent advanced. 7 minutes 38.8 seconds by Oreb7. Uh, Everything gets speedrun, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I've done Magic School Bus for Sega Genesis. <laughs> Donkey Kong Math, my dude. <laughs> That's true. That one's... Throw that out there. <laughs> that, that Donkey Kong Jr. Math is not an easy speedrun. Yeah, trust there. me. If you ever wanted to see a man <laughs> break down mentally, you should watch Stefan play Donkey Kong Jr. Math. <laughs> and the worst part is, uh, I want to get world record for RetroQuest, so whoever requests that, fuck you. Um, Starluster uh, Adventure. Um, I guess Adventure Percent, if you want to call that. 3 minutes 5 seconds by Shaldiff. And our last category, our, our last world record for the NES, uh, is Metroid Category Extensions Tendo Percent. Oh my five God. hours, 54 minutes, 47 seconds for Bread for Brunch. Okay, so you have to understand something. I've already. Uh, uh, Bread for Brunch and I used to talk. Because when I did my Metroid. When I was doing my Metroid speedruns, he would come onto my channel and, you know, encourage me and give me, you know pointers and here and whatnot so mind you bread for brunch is already a really cool dude okay so he he has the world record for uh, the the category that i did which was 100 percent deathless and he is so far ahead of everyone else not even funny yeah when it comes to like to his ability playing metroid just watching him play the game is just like why can't I do these things? You know? Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, and it's pretty crazy. Just, just watching this guy play Metroid, and uh, apparently that I, finishing the game ten times in less than six hours? Are you kidding me? Like, what the crap? Like, just... And for what it's worth, mind you, this is going through the game... 10 times and not having any of the uh the the, the screen wraps for or, or not having any screen wraps uh soft lock you so it's like good gourd that guy is good if you haven't watched bread for brunch go watch him play he's really good yeah really though yeah i've talked to him a few times when he's over at your streams and stuff and he seems like he's a pretty laid back and Easy yeah, he's, he's a two person. Yeah, he's, he's a chill dude. Yeah. All right, so that is basically all of our speedruns that I've had since Wednesday. Since Wednesday, that wasn't even like last Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah. I apologize Four days. for those people I missed that on, but even that was a long list. So yeah, right. Congratulations to all the new world recorders. Indeed. Oh, so many good games too, man. Yeah, right. Alright, next up, we're going to do my Steam queue. Oh, I know. Is it interesting? Maybe. We're going to see what game Steam suggests for me, and we're going to actually look at it and see if they're actually worth <laughs> adding to my wish list, or if it's something that I probably wouldn't play. So, yeah. I'm oh, actually pretty excited for this. Look at this. We actually have vi video. You guys you guys excited? Let's hey! Alright. First thing, oh, first thing we have, oh, they're starting me out with something good. Jump King. Have you guys not seen this yet? I I have not 
seen too much of it. I know of it, yes. This game looks really fun. It really does. And apparently the whole part of the game is literally just jumping. That's it. That's all you do in the game. You jump. So if you like platformers... I mean, think like of it this. this. I mean, think of it this way. How popular is Celeste? And oh, Celeste dude. is a lot of that. And people speedrun that already. I'm pretty sure yeah. Cool Kid is already trying to play this and probably speedrun it as well. Because I mean, think think of it this way. Like, you remember Mighty Bomb Jack? Yes. That was basically what this premise is. Except this game looks cool as shit. Yep. Oh, I, oh, that's the other thing. There's a smoking hot babe at the top. <laughs> and apparently people have confirmed that <laughs> Jack King there's a smug <laughs> why do I feel it's like a fire out May 3rd that's it's already out it's already out I would yeah. wish list that hell yeah yep that is going to my wish, wish list, list the hell out of that what's it what's it actually it is now. Remember, this is Canadian. Don't make fun of me too much, American people. Sixteen ninety nine. That's not horrible for this type of game. I would probably rate this more around a twelve. To, you know. Yeah, it seems like it. a little higher price, but there's gonna people are gonna like it. That's the thing. It, it, it looks cool, and I like the whole premise of the game. I can wait for it to go on sale and then pick it up. That's probably what a lot of people may do as well. Yeah. Next. Spark, the Electric Jester 2. It looks like a Sonic ripoff, but it looks good. He, oh, yeah. This is a Sonic ripoff. Oh, damn. What? Not what? my type of thing. Unfortunately. Twenty two seventy nine. If you're into it, I mean, hey. I mean, cool. it looks cool, but... God, it's just a... It's not... It's fucking Sonic! Pretty much. Good I, Quest for the Golden Duck, inspired by arcade classics. Just, just by the name alone. <laughs> this is Pac-Man. I mean, yeah. I mean, Pac-Man, different Pac-Man. Oh, watch out! You've got redness on you. Oh, you're gonna eat that dog. Oh, what? <sighs> He's going to eat the dog like he eat the ghost. Come I on, mean, man. Keep yeah. up. You've played Pac-Man once it, or twice. I Have I? <laughs> you think? Alright. Uh, not much of a game, honestly. I, I don't like clonish games too much. Don't get me wrong. There are clonish games that are great fun to play, but this is just not something I'm interested in, really. I, I, I have got nothing. It's, it's Pac-Man. Among Us. Online... Casual multiplayer 2D online co-op space. I mean... Teamwork and betrayal for 4 to 10 players in space. Uh, okay. So, uh, it's that imposter game. It's kind of like the one that we've, we've probably played, or you haven't played it, but I've played in Minecraft. Oh. Obviously with a little bit yeah, more detail. Um, what the hell was that called? Uh, I think some someone's the murderer and everyone else or something. Yeah, we we actually I think I did play that on one. Oh, maybe you did. Like every, everybody, like everybody, like is a block and you have to like try to hide yourself. Oh no, that's hide and seek. Okay, maybe, well, maybe I'm thinking something different. Next up is Lost Epoch RPG games early access. Okay, 
Yeah, people say mixed, but then they're also like, it's not wild. I mean... <laughs> hey, look, doesn't look bad. Whoa. Lost. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. Oh, keep I mean, every, I should probably I mean, share my screen with you. Everything into everything in development. Now, I, I could. See. Oh yeah, you, you, but you're seeing the stream in like a couple seconds off from when I'm watching it. I think. Ooh. Okay. All right. I get it. I, I, I think I could actually play this. This looks like it would be fun. It kind of looks like a Diablo clone. Yeah. Of which, mind you, I am a big fan of the Diablo series. As Here, in, my after the podcast is over, later tonight, we're going to be playing some Diablo. Playing some Diablo. Okay, remember when I was going like this and said, that's my Breath of the Wild? That's my copy of Diablo 3. Oh. <laughs> oh, you got it for so, Switch? Yep. Nice, dude. <laughs> for what it's worth, it's more my wife's game. Like, I want Diablo 3 for the Switch. Worst part is, I'll, I'll get it someday, and I'll be like, hey, you wanna play Skyrim? And be like, oh, oh my god, it's level 5 <laughs> billion fucking everything. And I'll be like, oh. <laughs> like, let me just I waltz did. through the game here and just pretend like, you know, I'm doing hey, something. Listen, I'll do I will always, I will always start new games. You will always start them. Ooh, I mean, this Whoa. looks pretty good. Whoa. What the f- What? I've seen enough hentai to know where that's going. Alright, well, honestly, I would play this. Yep, I would play it. Last Epic. Play beta available April 30th, so go play Last Epic now, apparently. Or at least trying to get into the beta anyway. Oh, oh, everyone's seeing the wrong screen now. My, my oh, apologies. Oh, oh. That's, that's a Puccino. That's a Puccino. <laughs> I'll add that to my wish list. Why not? This Puccina, game is ooh forty dollars. Looks ooh, like it has a really? skill tree and stuff though. Wow, it's a little pricey. Uh, again, yeah, this would definitely be would... a game that I would get on special, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, moving on. Astrologaster, what? Indie casual adventure funny single player is a story-driven astrological comedy game set in Shakespeare's London based on a true and truly ridiculous story. Really? No, not interested. Don't like that style of game. Uh, just the look of it, I don't like it. What? No, sir, I don't like it. Uh, and this is basically every first-person shooter slash uh, super hot. Maximum action? Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's Kinda really looks like maximum speed super hot. Oh, yeah. never mind. Take it back. Going to Shira um, Eleven. For what it's worth, though, I really liked Super Hot. So. Oh no! Don't get me wrong. I like Super Hot as well, but it was original. It was a first-person yes. shooter, but it was all Very like true. you're inside of a game, and you know. And then I don't want to ruin the story for people, but yeah, it's it was a fun game, and it I was a really good game. Yeah. Really good game. I actually had more fun with the trials. Yeah, uh, I didn't get to try the trials, but I'm certain I know exactly how those would go. Like, do this in yeah. this amount of time. Or, and it's really hard. <laughs> here, like, throw these three things at these guys and not get hit or you know, shit like so that. So, Shiro zero oh one one. Early access in the action. Early access funny. Jump to fast pace. Shooting action. Keep up with the guy. It's an Unreal action. It's an Unreal Engine shooting. How yeah. is this going to be different? 
Okay, so like, it looks like a Halo question game. number one: How is it going to be different than Quake? Yeah. <laughs> it's like just. It's alright. I was hoping to see a, a few more yeah, retro just... games in my queue. They started off with Jump yeah, right? and I was like, yes! This is gonna be a good one. Dusk Diver? Uh, early Access Action yeah, RPG. Yeah. Early Access. Early Access twice. So early access, it's early access. <laughs> it's super early access. Like, it's, you're not gonna be able to play this. I'm not gonna be able to play this game until like 2012 or 2022. What is this like Shenmue with fucking? Oh, oh it looks like fucking Persona. Yeah, no. It looks a lot like Persona. I'm out. Like, oh my god, it looks very much. Oh, oh, this is oh. What is oh, this is this is reskinned Persona. Moving on. Oh no! No. What the fuck? Pixel graphics, adventure. What? Proof. Ooh! Ooh! Okay, this looks what like a, it could be at? something I could. I like the pixel graphics. Love it. Alright. Now, make me horny again. I mean, what? Whoa! 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 <laughs> I think it came from the dining room. I bet it did. New pixel games. In a time of prosperity. In a time of watercolor art. Oh, look at that. So good. Oh. I, mean, I like that shit. Like, when they did that for Street Fighter, I really loved that shit. Oh, I'm loving this. I love the, the look of it. I know it's probably going to be like a story thing. Like, um... Like, you've already got me on the part that it's like if... I'm big fucking fan of that sort of stuff. It, Of course, it's China, so, you know. I'm gonna solve the puzzle. Oh, at least there's puzzles and stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the game at Gods... Oh, Gods Will Be Watching. Which I thoroughly enjoyed, by the way. I thought it was a fantastic story. If uh, no one has checked it out, I did do an LP of it on uh, YouTube. And uh, I think it deserves more recognition than what it got. I actually played it without commentary, which I did not do that very often. Hmm. Yeah, I think I would play this game. This looks pretty good, actually. Pretty neat. I mean, before the timer runs out. Silk Rose Murders. Looks pretty cool. Whoa! Detective D. Oh, this guy hasn't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Click a whole bunch of ninjas doing shit. You're about to stab the dude in the middle. Right? Alright, so that's definitely on my wish list. We have one more in my queue. Dawn of the Lost Castle Action Casual Adventure Indie RPG. Please. That's too many suffixes, man. It also looks Chinese or Korean. <laughs> Never mind. Looks very Chinese. <laughs> what the fuck? Um. We are done. We are done with this queue. <laughs> Why? What was it in your queue? I don't know, but we're done with that queue. Okay.
<sighs> All right, so let's move on. We got, oh, we just, uh... <laughs> right. Next thing, we're gonna look at some of uh, the indie stuff that I have. We're also gonna go over some game deals along the way as well. So mm-hmm. it might bounce back and forth. I'm gonna have things uh, kind of positioned a little bit better next time for the next podcast. Again, we're trying to make sure that we find these little kinks along the way so that we can fix them for the next time we do this. And we should be doing this every Sunday night. So yes, sir. There should be no reason, as far as I know, unless something drastic happens to either of us where we won't be able to do it. So, Anyways, first thing I have here is a new Kickstarter project. It's already been backed. It has 41 days to go. It's called the 32-Blit Retro-Inspired Handheld with Open Source Firmware. This thing is actually very powerful. It was 100% funded in 8 hours, apparently. Um, looks really cool. It also gives you tutorials on how to program your own games for it, which is the whole purpose of the console. Uh, you can learn Lua, L-U-A, uh, or C++. And I'll just show you guys down here. They have introduction for Lua right here, and then you do your advanced stuff with C++, and you basically can do like all these in no, in no time. And one base, one advance, follow your own pace. So, I mean, you know. Anyways, they, they've already got some games. You can do platformers, RPGs, Raycaster, Dad Mode 7 stuff, which is pretty cool. Here's the specs of the uh, console itself as an analog joystick, a D pad, 3.5 inch IPS screen, uh, which is the new, cooler, better LCD screens, so you don't have to, like, be at a certain angle to get best like picture and it has better uh, color acceptance and stuff uh, you have your four buttons like a Super Nintendo as you can see over here 32 megabyte flash uh, audio amp and speaker accelerometer uh, here's some more stats down here a Cortex N7 processor uh, let's see 0.5 watt speaker with mono audio power amplifier Micro B USB port for programming and charging, and four hours for, for battery. That is pretty decent. It's okay. Four hours. I mean, for the screen that you're getting, it's probably not too yeah, bad. That's that's what I'm saying. I think but something. I'm wondering if they, they're going to be smart enough to release like a different batteries that has like 2400, so that you can have eight hours of gameplay. I mean, that's awesome. another, that, I mean, if you're going to be making this thing and you're actually selling them, people want them, you know, it'd be really nice to be able to say, okay, hey, here's another product, a bigger battery. You know, if they're the only people selling selling those for that console, then it's a potential, I guess, another money grab for the developers or whatever, so. I mean, this thing looks really cool. It's worth, uh, to convert it over to American dollars, they wanted. Like just a little under forty one six, or a little over forty one six, and that got funded in eight hours. So, yeah, and they are already more than double of what they were asking for. Yeah, and they're basically in order to your your first beta tester, I guess pledge level is sixty five pounds, which is what well, there it is one hundred thirteen Canadian. Yeah, so I mean. For, for what it's worth, the average backer for this thing is, on average, 120 American dollars. Mm-hmm. That's average. Exactly. So that's like saying, like, looking at this thing, like, how much people actually want this thing to go down. 
the, the, and the basic level will get you pre-production 32 blit hardware, name and the beta tester credits, uh, great assets, beta access to game editor tools, 12 months of tutorials, access to beta tester, Discord channel. I mean, this, I, I, I'm definitely down for this because look at just everything that you can do. Like you can make your own handheld. Now it uh -huh. shows here that eventually it'll be 120 pounds when it launches. Right. So Which is at almost $200. Uh, 120 pounds is good. Like when it comes to American, American, that's gonna be 20 converted to another 30. It'll be about 150 American, roughly. Hmm. Which for like all the stuff that you're gonna be getting on it, it's terrible. But if you, if you are interested in getting something like that, go to the Kickstarter and head it up. It'll you knock the price down to Twitch like... live stream. We can ask some questions. Uh, we'll take you through a tutorial for that month and add a little more context. Oh wow, free assets, tools, tools, sprite editor, map editor, SFX editor, music editor. Wow. DRM free and region lock free, open media and game formats, respect for your privacy. Install updates in your own schedule. Complete control over the hardware. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> in fact, 32-bit will never ask, never do anything that you don't ask it. It's jolly well behaved like that. Alright, so that's one of our Kickstarters. The second one I have here is for a game that's uh, close to being backed. It's called Unbound Worlds Apart. And... Explore beautiful handcrafted worlds by conjuring magic portals. They're looking for th about 34,000 uh, Canadian. They've got about 22,000 Canadian right now. They still have 17 days to go. Uh, this is a company out of Bucharest, Romania. It reminds me a bit of the a bit of the style from Holiday. Oh, I have seen things for this. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. I have seen I have seen a little bit of this. Quite some, one of my gaming sites that I go to, but this looks really cool. Like this game looks really neat. It looks like many puzzles by changing the portals that you're using. Yeah, like you could change the world around you by making a portal happen when you go from point A to point B or because the portal gets rid of obstacles and stuff like that. Looks pretty neat. Um, I have 17 days to go, and they still need a little bit of help. So hopefully we can help them out with that. Just by having a couple people on the podcast here go over and check it out. Yeah. Hi, and, my um, name is Sergio. And my name is Olga. You can, you can leave, uh, there is also a the main Windows. character can conjure magic so, uh, the Linux and Mac OS versions will be available, which is May 2020. But. Um, they're also looking at uh, porting it over to the Switch at a 30k donation goal. I'm oh, okay wow, that. that's not bad at all. They'd be smart if they got it out on the Switch anyways. Cause, right? I don't know, this looks like something that I don't think I've seen on the Switch, like this type of game. Yeah. Like with this type and, of graphic style, I should say. Now, maybe I'm wrong, because, again, I don't own a Switch, so I haven't been keeping up with a lot of that stuff. And the game, the game looks really innovative. It looks really cool. 
Uh, you open portals to get past get past obstacles. You open portals so that you can see obstacles. Uh, gives you night vision, super speed, all that sort of stuff. It so, changes uh, the physics and certain depending right? on the type of portal that you're using and stuff. It's, yeah, and the art style looks really good. Yeah. And I, the only reason these guys I feel funded is because I feel like don't not enough people about it. That, that has to be the only reason, because the art style, the gameplay, all looks really smooth. It all looks really nice. Yeah. That has to be the only reason they're not funded, is because not enough people know it. Like, it literally has the same move type. I'm watching just this one picture here, and it has the same move type as Hollow Knight, I find. Oh, yeah, it looks like it. Oh, I really love this. So, yeah, it looks nice. I'm really hoping that they, they, they get... Uh, so do I, because it looks really good. Inverse gravity, um, yeah. Super strength, night vision, super speed. Oh! Alright, so yeah, if you guys enjoy this type of game and you want to support these people, head on over to their Kickstarter. Unbound Worlds Apart. Indeed. Alright, next we're going to go over some gaming deals. First off, with Humble at Humble Bundle. I am a partner with them, so I figured, hey... If I can help out with one of their bundles, why not? Let's start in the podcast. You're not going to be disappointed. If you haven't played a Lego game before, then now's the time to go and get some for very cheap oh, and yeah. enjoy them. I don't think... I was talking to Scott about this earlier. I don't think I've ever played a Lego game that's been put out yet where I've just said, Nah, I don't really like this. No, they're all good. They're, they're always really good. good. They're always oh, yeah. friendly. They're good for kids. They're good for adults. Like, there's a decent amount of, like... Uh, like, if you go to 100% some of these games, like, there's some decent little challenges that you can run into. And, you know, like I said, for kids who doesn't don't care about that stuff, there's still enough to keep their attention. So... <clears throat> Alright, let's have a look down through the bundle. So for the first uh, tier, if you, again, you, you just, you know, I don't know if I want to buy any of these games. One dollar. Dollar thirty-five Canadian. Alright? You get Lego Harry Potter years one through four. And you get Lego Batman the video game for dollar thirty-five, a dollar American. That is not terrible. Already good. Yeah, you just saved like Jesus a lot of money. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these are both games that are at least ten dollars, if not more. Let's boot up Steam and find out. Scott, Scott will be our wizard man for that. Yeah, there you go. I I will be the wizard calculator. Uh, so we we have what what Lego Harry Potter. Lego Harry Potter years one through four. Lego Harry, stop it. No, you stop. Lego Harry Potter years one through four is already a twenty. How much? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. So there you go. Lego ba and which one? Lego, Lego Batman. Batman the video game. Twenty dollars. That's forty dollars worth of games for a dollar, folks. Yeah, you just saved already. $49. <laughs> Already, uh, the next tier is um, eight dollars forty-five cents, eleven forty-one Canadian. This also includes those two games plus Lego Harry Potter's years five through seven. Harry Potter, well, years five through seven is twenty dollars. Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes. Lego Batman Two, twenty dollars. And the Lego Movie video game, twenty bucks. So, there's a so hundred. There's a hundred dollars a game 
for $8.45 for $11.41 Canadian. It's $92 off of these games, guys. Now, the next tier, $12 or $16.19 Canadian. You get Lego City Undercover, which I'm pretty sure is fairly new. $20. Bucks. Uh, Lego Worlds. Uh, $30. Bucks. And Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. Man... 20 bucks. So there's another $70 plus the 90 from before. That is 160. That is a 100. 100. So 70. So $170 worth of Lego games. Mind you, they're all quality. They're, I don't think that they've ever done a shit game for $170. I have Lego Worlds. Uh, if you've ever played Minecraft and enjoyed it, uh, like it's kind of like that, except with Lego, and it's third person. And so I think you can still go in first person if you want to. I think I so. I've I've seen but, it. It's, uh, it's it's Lego world building. It's or yeah, sandbox. when I was doing yeah. it, it was it was very basic, and I kind of like almost needed someone who wanted to play it with me as well, and want to play it regularly in order to keep interest. But it is fun. I, I will give it that. Again, it's like any other Lego game. Very friendly. You get your ass kicked, but then you just spawn back to life like where you died. Yeah. So, you know, there's no I will have on your life. I will have to say, out of all of like the humble so that, that I have I've done recently, this is honestly the most tempting out of any of them that they've done in a long time. Well, the humble monthly, the early unlock is for Call of Duty Black Ops Four, which I was just like, oh. Eh. Eh. But $170 worth of like quality Lego games for yeah. 12 bucks. Come on, yeah, guys. That, that is a steal. Come on. If you... If you... <laughs> else, no. buddy. All these good deals and I'm saving London Comic Con. <laughs> well, else, buddy, you may want to take some of that money because in a second you're going to see some other great deals such as... Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 for 75% off. Markdown from 50 to 12.49. I mean, Xenoverse days. Xenoverse 2 is a hell of a game, guys. If you haven't played it, go just go try it. It's really good. It is. Very much is. And that's a it's huge really, money save right there. Yes, it is. That's a that is a big big drop in the price. 75% for and that's from the fair people over at Indie Gala, always throwing up great game prices and deals. If you haven't checked them out, uh, go and do so. It's a lot like Steam and Humble Bundle, and most of these mm -hmm. sites are like that as well. So, um, yes, sir. Moving on, next big one is Kerbal Space Program. If you've ever been looking for it for a decent price, there's 922 keys left for the next ooh seven hours. So people watching later, sorry, you missed out. Kerbal um, <laughs> Space Program from forty dollars to twelve. Yep, I mean. And if you pay with supported cryptocurrency, you can get it for only ten and nineteen. That's another dollar eighty off. So that's not bad. There you go. I mean, ten bucks. Oh, I get Kerbal. <laughs> and uh, another huge uh, savings coming up. Tekken Seven, fifty percent off. From forty to twenty dollars. This expires I mean, in eleven hours, twelve hours, basically. Tekken Seven is 
by far and large the best Tekken series or best Tekken game that's been released for the series. It's it blows away all the other Tekken, in my opinion. It is really good, and it's got Akuma. Just throwing that out there. Oh, really nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've been wanting to play more fighting games, but again, I'm gonna let the people who are watching my stuff, I guess, choose. But and eventually, I will be able to play like Soul Calibur Two or Street Fighter Two. <laughs> I'm looking forward to those days. It's gonna be yeah, all man. those games are gonna be fun. Ah, oh, this just it remind. Oh, actually, it reminds me of the shitty fucking Tekken game that I. Or no, is it, no, that's a King of Fighters game I have, where the boss is just a fucking douchebag. Well, they're, they're all like <laughs> you have to. You also have to understand that. That the uh, any King of Fighters boss are all the same thing. They all have what's called SNK boss syndrome. Oh. And, uh, okay. So any fighting game that SNK has ever made, all of their bosses are unreasonably cheap. So okay. K- King of Fighters and Samurai Showdown and all those sort of. Uh, I mean, was it Samurai Showdown or was it? I'm trying to remember the other ones. But if you play an SNK fighting game. The boss is going to be cheap. Just be ready. Just rest assured. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, it's, got, it's, it's got its own thing. You know what I'm saying? SNK boss syndrome. Moving on. Alright. Uh, we have three more uh, deals coming up. Next, uh, we're going to be going to Fanatical, where they have some deals on. First one, if you're someone who doesn't want to bother with... Uh, you know, getting the consoles or using emulators and you'd rather just have it legit on Steam, you can get the Sega Mega Drive Classics Bundle, um, which includes Sonic 1, 2, and 3 with Knuckles, Sonic 3D, Sonic CD, Sonic Spinball, Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, Golden Axe 1, 2, and 3, Virtual Fighter 2, Altered Beast, both Eco to Dolphins, Eco Jr., Columns, Columns 3, I don't know why they didn't put in Columns 2, what hateful. Uh, mm-hmm. Eternal Champions, Toe Jam and Earl, uh, Toe Jam and Earl, uh, Panic on Funkatron, Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4, uh, Revenge of Shinobi, uh, Shinobi Return of the Ninja Master, Shining Force 2, Shining in the Darkness, Rystar, Gunstar Heroes, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Vectorman 1 and 2, Kid Chameleon, oh, such an underplayed awesome game, Alex Kid, sort of, like, look at all these awesome games. Like, and it just keeps going. Uh, there's the other Shining Force. I was like, why? Why is it all the way down here? I was about to say, it's like, why is it Shining Force? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, um, a lot of fantastic games. You can get all of them for $9. That's 75% off the original uh, Yeah, 30, it's like the, the bundle itself is a $30 bundle, which even in itself is pretty good for all the games you're going to be getting there. Like yeah. being able to get on Fanatical for only ten bucks, dude! Come on, that is that is a steal. It really is. Uh, and this is on for the next fourteen hours, so not much longer. Get a hold of it now. Hell yeah! Our next one is uh, some of these games. I know for sure are worth it. Uh, Scott can actually look them up for us. The Flame and the Flood being the first one, Mister Scott. Uh, this is the Indie Favorites Bundle, also on Fanatical. Um, for three twenty-five, ninety-seven percent off the price. Uh, flame of the Flood, you said? Yep, the Flame in the Flood. Oh, the Flame. Uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's, a five, it's, already, it's a five-dollar game, so... 
definitely going to be. They have uh, the values here. This is a sixteen ninety nine. They have Hue, which is also sixteen ninety nine. Iron Fisticle, which is nine ninety nine. Uh, they also come with Jump Stars, uh, Stealth Incorporated Two, uh, Game of Clones, Stealth Bastard Deluxe, and Ten Second Ninja X. So I know that the first three games are supposed to be very good games. And I do know that both of the stealth games are supposed to be games that, if you're into that type of thing, you're going to enjoy them. Uh, I know they got uh, positive reviews on Steam, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. And one quick moment, please. Oh, we, we, we missed something. We're not, I'm not sure what we missed. Sorry about that. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so yeah, three twenty-five for that bundle, which is basically pretty good. Steel. Pretty uh, good. Our last gaming deal that I think that I have here is the Arc System Works bundle. Oh boy! Ninety-five percent off. Five fifty-five Canadian is what you're paying. You get under night in birth, exe or X late. Uh, that's hard to even say. It's a $33 game. Uh, next we have Arcana Heart 3 Love Max, another $33 game. Uh, Guilty Gear X2 Reload for 11 bucks. Inferno Climber for $17.49. And Guilty Gear Isuka, or Isuka for Isuka. $11. Either way, a lot of really good games for very cheap. So if you're into the Arc System Works games at all, I know a lot of people like the Guilty Gear series, mm -hmm. and uh, I think Scott said he was talking about uh, the Undernight in so, Birth. So, Undernight in Birth is actually one of the nine games that is going to be featured at E. So, the fact that you're already going to be able to pick up that game for only $5... You said E3? Uh, no, uh, Evo. Evo, okay, so you kind of... Evo, Evo Fighting... Uh, sorry, yeah. The Evo Fighting Championship. Okay. So, that... It, Undernight in Birth is a fantastic fighting game. And I mean, this game is good. And it's the fact that you are going to be getting that game alone for five bucks is worth the value. Not to mention, excuse me, I'm sorry. <coughs> Not to mention the fact that you're going to be getting Arcana Hearts, which is another $30, which is also another really good fighting game. If you're, if you're into that sort of stuff, you know what I'm saying? If you have played in Arcana Hearts, you know what I'm talking about. But you also get, you know, two Guilty Gear games. Um, I wasn't a real big fan of Azuka. Uh, uh, Guilty Gear X2 uh, Reload, though, pretty decent. And then Inferno Climber, which is, you know, for 15 bucks in itself. Okay. Just for Undernight in Birth alone, you should get this bunch. Yeah. You're getting you're getting Undernight in birth for five dollars, and you're getting all these other games for free. Basically, yeah. If you look at it that way, yeah, that's kind of how. It I works mean, out, right? don't get me wrong. It's like Arcana Hearts is a good game. It's not really my thing. It's a lot of little girls fighting each other, but it's still a good game. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Arcana Hearts is pretty. 
You got little girls beat the shit out of each other. It's probably against TOS, is what he's trying to say. There's more likely it's against TOS. I'm just saying. But, for what it's worth, Arcana Hearts is still a good game. It's actually got a really good fighting system to it. So, there's a reason why it's a $30 game to begin with, because it's actually really good. Mm -hmm. But, um, it doesn't, it's completely pointless. It's five free, it's four free games. Plus a five dollar undernight in birth. Yeah. This is a no brainer. As soon as the stream is over, I'm buying it. I'm I'm dead serious. I, I'm hitting add to cart. I'm hitting add to cart right now, and I'm gonna wait till the podcast is up to actually finish all of this. You're welcome. Arc system works. And yeah, finale. there's my five dollars. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> all right. We're going to uh, move on to some of the uh, gaming news I've got here next, and we're going to start all the way up here. Found them really good. Uh, now, I'm going to be using these sites. I'm going to be mentioning them every time that I'm using them because I want to put credit where credit's due. I mean, obviously, I'm not a reporter. I don't get news just, you know, sent to me through an email from someone. Um, we're looking at uh, IndieRetroNews.com, and they talk about... Basically, you can pick... All these old systems, Amiga, Amiga 32, uh, CD32, Amstrad, Atari, C64, Television, MSX, NES, PC, Pico 8, uh, Sega Master System, Mega Drive, SNES, Vectrex, ZX Spectrum, ZX81. It, it's, they cover everything. If you uh, haven't checked out their site, definitely go over there, especially if you're into some of these old homebrew stuff. They always cover this. That's where a lot of these... Uh, first few things are coming from is from their uh, website because uh, they have news that I find is actually awesome and important to me. To me, uh, I can't say for everyone, but I mean, right. if you're a retro fan, you're probably gonna enjoy yourself over it. Anyways, first thing we have here is Rava and the Cyclops Curse. Apparently, this is a game that they're looking at putting out for Nintendo. Um, there's been a thing recently, like over the last like couple years. There's been a lot of developers who have been decided to like release their platforms or platforms, releasing their uh, their indie games on, on the Nintendo platform. And you know what? It's smart. I've got two games from uh, uh, indie dev company right now. One was for Sega Genesis, and one was for uh, NES. They gave it to me complete in a box with manuals and everything. Me being a collector, I'm delighted as like taking shit because that was right. just awesome to get a new NES game. To me, that was like the coolest thing anyone could have ever done. I can't and wait to cover their games on RetroQuest. Right, and for what it's worth, this game looks really good. Mm -hmm. Like these are the games that I endorse more than anything out of the indie games because like, they just look fun. Look at this. Good God, this game looks good. Yeah. This is this is the first time I've actually seen that. I really want this game. Like, Do you damn. remember A Whole New World? I don't. Uh, I've done, a, I think, a stream and a um, Let's Play for it all on uh, YouTube. Done a giveaway for it and everything. It was one of the favorite games I played for as an indie game that was... I think they did release it for the Nintendo after, but they gave them away to just, I think, people who entered a contest for Xbox and PlayStation, something like that. So I missed out on the opportunity either way, but... Uh, right. 
it would definitely be a game that I would love to have for the NES because it it was a fantastic game as well. But this this looks fantastic. Uh, oh Gallo, God, yes. In case you guys are looking for the uh, the link, uh, Gallop that uh, itch.io slash Rava and the Cyclops Curse, all with hyphens between each of the words. I don't think you'll have too much difficulty finding Rav and the Cyclops Curse anyways, but it looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. I, I, I love this. Again, retro style games like this, this is what we need more and more and more of. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's like that's like the thing. It's like, I, I wish more developers would realize that this, this is what we want as gamers. Yep. These are the sort of things that we, like... At least the older gamers, I, I, I would I would say, would want this more so than anyone else, at the very least. Like, speedrunners, like the retro speedrunners, are more likely to play your indie game if it's something they can play on Nintendo, or Sega, or Super Nintendo, or TurboGrafx, or ZX Spectrum, whatever. If they have a different way of playing it more legitimately, then they're probably going to want to play that. So, oh, yeah. I mean, and we have... Some games that uh, that we have proof of that that does that. So, uh, anyways, the game right now purchase for two twenty four U S. It's actually twenty five percent off. So, um, I'm I'm gonna look into seeing because if maybe you can get a uh, I think you can get a ROM dump for it or something, and you can possibly just put it onto a cart yourself and play it on Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, I'd be, I'd just be interested in just playing the round. The hell with it. <laughs> I'll just I'll throw that out there. Yeah, but yeah, in order to get access to the game, obviously you just pay for the game. It's not a terrible amount. And honestly, when I see games like this, I'm more inclined to say, "Hey, if I can donate whatever I want, yep. then here's five dollars. I'd rather pay you double, more or less, than you know, because this yeah. is the stuff I mean, that I'd rather see more than anything else." I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the things that I do. Download, read a, like on, my, and I find myself like, hey, I'm. You're breaking up a lot. Just that. I'm probably leaning back a little bit too far. See, God damn it. See, I I got comfortable. I'm sorry, but Never uh, comfortable. don't get comfortable. Stand up. You need posture. But but what I was saying is like, when I find myself like playing like a mobile game like that and I find I'm like 20 30 hours deep into it mm-hmm. you know I'm just like alright I'm really enjoying this game is there anything I could donate a dollar or two to and it's like you know I try to like throw them something cause it's like hey I really enjoy what you guys are doing so you know I'll buy a couple things so it's like hey I'm supporting you guys you know yeah. and this is something well worth uh, supporting in my opinion uh, so yeah. go and oh, check them yes. out uh, the next one, as you probably all have heard, uh, I also mentioned it in the World Records earlier, Micromages, a new game for the NES. Oh, it's happening. I have actually seen Micromages. I have actually I have actually already seen Micromages, and... Whoa! <laughs> so... Some of my alerts are not going through over my head. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the raid, Vindar Vind- game. Uh, you know. 
And it's not um, a short raid <laughs> alert either. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those like, hey, we're gonna stay here for 45 cents. <laughs> Alright, sorry about that. Thank you very much for the raid. Much appreciated. Uh, I got I got tur turned around myself. Thank you for the raid, Vendor Gaming. How was your evening? Let me throw you a shout out there real quick. Sorry for the disruption in the podcast, but I'm a friendly person. You're gonna have to hey, remember guys, for those of you that are listening to the podcast afterwards. We do do this live. Shout out to Vidor Community. Nice job. So I'll tell you guys listening. So, anyways, as uh, we were saying, um, this new game, Micromages, came out. Uh, you can get it for the NES. I'm not sure if they still have it available to buy for the NES. You can get the sure. ROM for it and stuff. For what it's worth, this game looks really cool. And also, oh, yeah. the, thing, the thing about it that gets me, it supports four players. Yep, it's and an NES game that supports four players. People are speedrunning it, it already. It looks really cool. All right, let's have a look at it real quick. Oh, ah! So jealous. I want this so bad right now. So the screen starts to progress as you start moving up. New 40 I love the way it looks. This looks so fucking deadly. Like every single pixel graphic, every pixel they colored in this game is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I love it. And there's Easter eggs and there's challenges and oh, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, every. I mean, the best. Uh, honestly, I think it's it. it I want to say it's kind of like a Super Meat Boy sort of thing, where uh, y'all can see what I'm like, like when it like it has that Super Meat Boy kind of look to it. Yeah, um, I don't understand what you, what you mean by that, but at the same but, time, I mean, it's it, like it's still its own thing. Kind of, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't focus only on like just traps, like Super Meat Boy does. Like, right, Super or like Meat this Boy, game also a lot has of its like... difficulty. This is more just like intense platforming, which is correct, fantastic. Whoa, I cheated and just zoomed up through the world. Yeah, right. Oh, this would be so yeah, much to play with four That's players. what I'm saying. Four player mode. Oh, this would be so dirty. He knows that I'd be cursing and swearing at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's what I say, man. Oh, this Space Invader ass. Oh, a lot like Castle Crashers, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can see where you're on about that. I can definitely see Tanner. Again, see? Every, every fucking indie game should be an Nintendo game. Right. Uh, and I've said that before. You know what, Nintendo? Just bring back the NES as is and just let indie developers program for that. You'll be you'll be good. I think you'll be fine. This game is finished. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the game looks really cool. It really so. does. I love it. If you've got the extra support, go do so because it's just a four-player, team-based kind of Castle Crashery kind of Super Meat Boy sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't see the downside to this. No, and it just it looks nice. People are already speedrunning it. Uh, the game is ten ninety nine US, 
worth it. Yeah, I mean, I yes. like there's no try. Don't even say anything about the price. The price is fine. That, that's price all I'm gonna say. Price is great. If you had this thrown onto a Nintendo cart for yourself for eleven dollars, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you're gonna complain about a new game for eleven bucks. Nope. <laughs> Not for the NES. That's for damn sure. Mm-mm. All right, moving on. All right, so there's this new service called AntStream coming out. It's a retro game streaming subscription service. Really? That apparently has been successfully crowdfunded um, on Kickstarter. It has over 2,000 games already. It's not going to play the video, but there it goes. So this is just going to be like a website you're going to be able to go and just play whatever retro games you want to be you play? And soon as we develop as a child CEO, Steve Cotton, inspired by his involvement in 3DO development. Uh, service offers retro for all, eliminating need to trawl dark corners of the web for illegal game copies, the need to purchase expensive vintage gaming hardware. So basically, I think it's almost like a, a subscription service for a, a legitimate licensed emulator. Yeah. Uh... There was a website that used to do that ages ago, and I can't remember where it was. And I used to play th- uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike on it a lot. And I'll be damned if I can remember what the name of that website was. I mean, this has been done before, and I feel it was like wildly popular even like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So being able to go and do this do again, and being able to play, I, I would assume this sort of stuff would support online multiplayer. So, I mean, if I would be able to go and play some of the, like these old, you know, games like are they, are they were even showing games like, uh, uh, oh my god. They basically you can play on anything you want. It's oh my god! Uh, I I am brain farting. You 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 the Marco Rossi. Oh my god! Metal Slug. Holy crap! Oh, yeah. it took me it took me thirty seconds to remember the name Metal Slug. Jeez. If this sort of platform supports multiplayer stuff online for games like Metal yeah. blah, blah. I'd be totally that, about that. that good. I would absolutely be about that. But they already have a catalog of over 2,000 fully licensed titles and every week the app is getting new titles added to it. So. Nice. All running on a cloud on high-spec servers. So, yeah. Working on mobile, tablets, PCs on almost any spec. Nice. Like I said I'd be, I, I'm, I'm totally down for this, provided it provides online support mm. and online online multiplayer. That yeah. doesn't have dicks for money net coding. Yeah, really. Though. I mean, you can support online multiplayer, but it has to have a decent net code. Oh. So, all right, uh, we're gonna move on to our next thing. Uh, Oh, this thing, which, they had a, a, a Kickstarter campaign for this Collector Vision Phoenix, which is basically, 
I think it, you're supposed to be able to do like rom dumps with it or something like that. I can't remember what it was for now. Uh, <laughs> we have this thing here. What I is told it? you, no. listen. Ironing. Yeah, you remember no. the whole ironing thing? Uh-huh. Yes, there you go. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> we, we have things to tell you about. We don't know what the fuck they are, but we have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't remember what it is. Does it play like all of them or something? Jesus. Well, Collect Division Phoenix. There you go. Go look it up for yourself. Like Legal Vision for, for, that's for damn sure. I know that much. <laughs> I can't remember why. I apologize. You guys you got should just let me do this. Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> Anyways, another game for the Nintendo uh, that was successfully funded through Kickstarter was an escape. An, an escape room game for the NES. It's already done. It says 25 days to go, fully funded in less than a day. I'm skeptical. Is it just going to be one game? Or is it going to change how it looks every time? That's kind of really what this feels. Hi, my name is Kevin Hamlin. Or it's going to be like Maniac, Maniac Mansion, Mansion or one of the Mist or something like that. For any escape. You know. Let's see more of your game. Here we go. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, can we, let me, let me see the game, please? I mean, yeah, it looks like a lot of it's going to be like up close, like puzzles and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But, 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 but... Oh, time's question... running out in the top corner, too, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like well, you only have an hour to finish. That's the idea about, like, um... Like, escape room things, that you have an hour to be able to finish them. Okay. Because, I mean, maybe they put stuff in different places then? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it going to be the same escape room every time? Because if it is, it's like, okay, you're going to do... Once and then, where's the replay ability after that? It's programmed to work with a SNES mouse. Huh. Interesting. So that's like that's like my 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 main thing there. It it has to it has to have different. Different escape rooms every time, or it's just me. Like, what the first time you go to an escape, or you, you go to an escape room? Okay, cool. This is this is fun. But going to it a second time, it's like you already know. So, uh, you know. Whoa. Yeah, I'm trying to see if. Uh... But I have I have like a sneaking suspicion, like 
not going to be different every time. Mm. Which, like, eh, don't get me wrong. Not it. I'm not saying that it's like not look, looking like something that would be fun or anything like that. It's just kind of like, eh. I feel like it needs to have a little bit more. Yeah, I'm trying to see if it has any more. Hmm. Huh. It doesn't really say. Yeah. I... Well, we'll see once it, it's because it's going to be going out to people very soon, anyways. So. <laughs> so I mean, if it's not that expensive, you know, definitely go for the ROM. You know what I'm saying? Digital for ten dollars for the nice ROM file. PDF manual. Uh, Alright, so we're going to move on to our next game, which is a Sega Genesis game called The Curse of Ilmore Bay. Oh, fully funded in less than one day as well, by the way. Looking for 10,000, already at 12 8. Uh, 27 days to go. What do we have? Second Dimension Research and Technology Group. Okay, so this. Okay, what what's the name? Now I'm trying to. Uh, Monster Mash with John. Is that what it was called? Monster Mash with Johnny Dash. I think that was the game. That. Wow. Jeez. It, Ooh, it looks a lot like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it does. Hmm. It's even got, like, the same, like... Oh, man. This looks a lot like Monster Mash. I mean... I mean... Not really, but... I like how his health looks like vials of blood. Like, good lord. What the hell's going on with this well, kid? they can get away with it now, because back in the day, probably <laughs> no. That is one punchy pumpkin. One punchy Ooh. kid. Oh, so you got wings for a little bit, eh? Jump kick a bird in the face? That's fucking Hell yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's like NES worst enemy in everything. Birds. Oh, these guys are showing you like, yeah. Little strats. Bird? No. I see that's something. Well, now you're starting to differentiate yourself. Now it looks pretty neat. Yeah, this doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Alright, I could be down with this. Oh, wait, am I. What, is this health down at the bottom? What is it? I'm not seeing what the blood is then. Is this, well, is this the health is blood. You just oh, gotta yeah, okay. some of those bottles. Yeah, so like what is that little yellow bar down at the. Or how much he has left of that skill thing he has there, maybe? Fine. Yeah, maybe. When he uses. How much juice do you have there? I need all the juice. Yeah, because he just used the bad wings and scan that. Yeah? There you go, yeah. 
No, that's the like it's another thing. You have to collect all things. That's like a uh, monster party for the NES. It's the same thing where you have to collect all things. So it's kind of oh, like yeah. a mo kind of like monster party a little bit. So. Influences from games like DuckTales and Mega Man. Uh... <laughs> sure. Oh, he can be a goyle. Oh, what the goyle? Oh, two-player mode. Seventh level will be added. Eighth level will be added. That's not terrible, let's see. Well, they've already got fun, but what's their, what's their minimum amount? Ships uh, of $30 gets the cartridge only early bird. Ooh. 37 Wee. left to 50. I wouldn't mind backing it just for cartridge. <laughs> Alright. $40 otherwise. That's still not terrible. Alright. We're going to move on to Foxyland, a <laughs> uh, charming platformer for the second Mega Drive. Uh, I'm not sure what the year we do. Foxyland! PSCD game. It's just like your typical platformer with a double jump and stuff. It looks like it's pretty good. And it's for Sega Master System, so I mean, hey. That's cool just getting a new game for Sega Master System alone. And it doesn't look terrible. I mean, no, it doesn't look terrible. I'm just kind of... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hide behind the bushes. <laughs> Why don't you go wind the bushes? I okay, I mean, it graphically it looks nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that much. It looks. I don't know. It looks like there's not enough challenge to it for me. Like there's. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I, it's I, I hardly like... see any enemies. <sighs> see, okay, I think I. I, I, I see what I'm having a problem here. This really looks like a congregate game. What? Like a game you'd play on congregate. Uh, it's kind of it's like a flash gaming website you can go on and just play games that people make up. It kind of feels like that. Like if like if anybody in the chat knows what I'm talking about, like congregate or whatever it's called or. It's like a whole bunch of just games that you could play in Flash games. It kind of looks like one of those, is what I'm saying. So, it, I don't know. Graphically, it looks nice, but, I don't know, it looks a little uninspired. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. It's almost lacking a little bit. Yeah. All right. Now can't be winners, guys. <laughs> well, the next couple of things, we're going to stray from news for a second. First, I'm going to show you guys a website. Uh, anyone out there who's a speedrunner or who wants to get EverDrives, that sort of thing, 
I go to Stone Age Gamer. You can change your currency to Canadian, US dollars, whatever you want. Uh, they have good flat shipping rates, as you can see. $5.99 US, $11.99 Canada, $14.99 around the rest of the world. They have a lot of cool things, such as the Commodore 64 Mini with uh, 64 built-in games, the PlayStation Flash Cart, uh, the Retro 2 Cart Reader ROM Dumper for Super Nintendo Genesis and more. And then you have your plug-and-play HDMI GameCube adapter. I mean... Value. Also comes with the the um, the Game Boy adapter. It looks like as well. <laughs> Wait, or is that no? Maybe that's the adapter that goes with it. I'm confused. Though. I mean, I'm assuming this is going to be the stuff that just gives you access to everything, right? I, exactly. Well, I mean, that's what the EverDrive is doing. Right? Yeah, that's what the, the idea is. So, like, here's the one for the GameCube. Now you own every GameCube game. Hey, by the way, that includes Melee. Just throwing that out there. Also, as I was telling Scott earlier, if you were going to go and buy, say, the new SD2 SNES Pro, uh, you can shop for whichever one you want. They have a bunch of cool different looking ones. I'm pretty sure most of the other places you get them from, they don't have any variants at all. Look at this. That's a lot more different North American premium styles. Ooh. Or you can also design it yourself. So you got a lot of leeway with it. Um, also, uh, if you go into, let's say, pre-order this one here, you can trade in your original SD2 SNES towards the Pro. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. The fact that they give you that sort of option. Like... Mm -hmm. And you can also buy different sized SD cards, depending on which one you'd like or need. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of great stuff on this site, and they have, uh, like, console upgrades, SCART and RGB, LCD screens, HDMI, component, like, like you want to do, let's see, let's see what they got there for SCART and RGB. Oh, engine block AV turbo booster for the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, oh, that's already sold out again. Damn it. Uh, Super SD System 3 for the, uh, I think it was for the TurboGrafx-16, basically you can play, um, huh, here we go, your Hue card games, your CD-ROM games, Super CD-ROM games, Arcade CD-ROM, like, it shows everything that you can do with each of the different, different systems and stuff, versus the Turbo EverDrive, which they also sell. So, you know, you can make your decision based on that. It's it's a lot of good and extra information. There's a lot of extra things that you can uh, uh, get from uh, from this site. Uh, just uh, as an example, uh, let's go back to the EverDrives. Let's go to uh, a Nintendo EverDrive real quick. So, we'll just get a regular... Let's pre-order this pitch black one. You can get the deluxe edition, two, an extra two years warranty. So you have three year warranty on this. So if anything happens with it, they'll they'll fix it for you. A protective storage case, printed manual, controller overlay, which I have one for my Nintendo controller. I like it. So and you know they give you a bunch of extra stuff. It's it's Stone Age Gamer. Definitely give it a, a, a look over if you haven't um, seen it before. Uh, if you've never been to the website. 
Another website, another hardware website we're going to look at real quick is RetroFighters.com. Now, we're looking at all the controllers they provide. Uh, they're sold out of the Brawler 64 uh, colored variants. They're sold out of the Jab game uh, gamepad, which I think is the NES and um, PC uh, gamepad. Right. They have delays on the Brawler Genesis 2-in-1 gamepad, which if you look at it, that's a pretty sweet looking Genesis controller. And this is your, they just got some in for the Brawler 64 original. $30, and this is your new N64 controller. Comes with a native N64 dongle, so it goes directly in your N64. And, well, if you want to use it on your PC, go buy an adapter. <laughs> but otherwise, that's what all these the N64 these, controllers they look should look really for. good, too. I mean, just the fact that these things are like, like new N64 controllers, new Genesis controllers, and they all have like that same... like good PS4 controller mm -hmm. feel to it. Like, it looks just really that's, nice. Well, you can see through nice. one. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, this was brought to my attention by uh, a lot of the um, people over in some of the speedrunning streams. I think there's one in Toast streams, actually, that someone told me about it. And uh, everyone who actually said they had one said it was phenomenal. Like, you couldn't ask for anything any better, really. They so, looked phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I would love a couple of these N64 ones and maybe a couple of the, the Sega Genesis ones, and I'd be good. Uh, Alright, we're moving back into some, some more basic news. We got Persona Q2 New Cinema Labyrinth Showtime Premium Edition, uh, which literally comes with a Korumaru plush. It's a cute little doggy. Uh, art book. A deck of playing cards, a set of four buttons, uh, the outer box, which I'm not going to lie, I do love these big box things, like special edition mm -hmm. things when they come out with it. There's just so many of them, I'll never get to them. But anyways, if you're a Persona fan, you're probably going to want to get this. So. Oh, hell Coming yeah, Coming June are. 4th, so very soon, next couple of weeks. Um, next, Cotton Reboot, announced for the Switch. I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so yeah, we, we have that. That's going to be coming to the Switch soon. The Switch when seems did, to be uh, opening up a lot more. When they say that that's coming out, because I definitely want Cotton. Because mm -hmm. I haven't I haven't been able to actually play Cotton, but I definitely want to. Oh yeah, why, why haven't you played it, Scott? I don't own any copies of it. Just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, uh, our next bit of news here. Katana Zero, getting a significant update at the end of the month, including a hard mode with new enemies and remixed levels and bosses, a speed run, speed run mode with cutscene skips and stable enemy behavior, and fixed optional stealth level. Hmm. So, I am pretty sure people are already speedrunning this game as it is. And it's a very fast-paced, like, oh, I'm going to see you, so I'm either going to shoot you or cut you. Uh, I mean... Like a lot of those kind of vision, like, in-vision games, like um, Outlaw Miami and stuff like that. As soon as someone yeah. sees you or hears you, they're running after you. Same, you know. So it's... And, yeah, for what it's worth, it has some really good ratings. Oh, yeah. So, and it looks, it looks really good, so... Just looks like a lot, a lot of action, lots of action. 
And uh, our next piece of news that I got here. Modders are making custom Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild maps and dungeons. I wish I had more input on this because I haven't actually been able to play much of Breath of the Wild yet. I'm getting there. Don't worry. I'm, I'm starting it up on it. But I mean, you know, you, you could do something fun. Like, I, I would actually be up for the first time I ever play this if someone modded it for me and said... You have all of the original game, plus there's like 10 new dungeons added right? as well. I'd be like, deadly. Now I'm into Legend of Zelda. Not that I yep. wasn't before, it's just I haven't played anything after Link to the Past, pretty much. I know, you can hate me. That's fine. I understand. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. <sighs> Everybody has their time. Don't worry. <laughs> Alright, our last bit of news here is apparently indie devs are putting together a John Wick NES game concept. We're going to have a look at this real quick. Really? Really now. Oh, the music. Oh, come on, Scott. Oh, you can't dance. You don't have a fucking camera. I also can't oh, hear shit. it, so, you know. That's a little bit just... more. you got to, like, kind of use your head with, like, the dodging and stuff right here. Like, enemies come up behind you, too. That was pretty awesome. You know what this kind of reminds me of a little bit? It kind of reminds me of, like, Robocop meets Russian Attack. Whoa. You know I'm saying? they were looking to use, like, a more, um, Batman feel for the graphics, like, for the, I guess, like, the color scheme and, like, how it's more darker and stuff, but, like, still lots of good detail. Alright. I mean, oh, the yeah, track I mean, is bumping! Still... Come on, jump over those missiles. What's the matter with you? Oh! <laughs> then he gets his dog back! Oh, the overall ready. Anyways, yeah. I'd play that. That looks pretty good. <laughs> looks pretty good. Like I said, it looks like Robocop meets Russian Attack. That, both of those games are pretty good, so, you yeah. know. Alright, I think that's basically it. For our podcast tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, that was not terrible by any means. Let's just. Uh, yeah, no, I had a pretty good time. Uh, hopefully, you guys did too. Um, it, it went a lot better than I, I kind of thought it was going to. Uh, I thought we were going to yeah, yeah. get stuttered up a few times, but no, everything worked out pretty good. Everything seems pretty good. Um, we're going to add the, uh, the Scott Nerds. Probably next time because we're we're kind of in. So the segment's really going to be all about uh, you know uh, tabletop gaming and uh, card mostly card gaming. I think I'm going to be going over stuff for like uh, mostly Magic the Gathering, uh, Pokemon, and Final Fantasy TCG. But uh, we're kind of in a stasis where like there's nothing new to talk about. I mean, War of the Sparks been out for Magic for like three or four weeks now. Opus 8 for Final Fantasy has been out for like over two months now. So they're showing some Opus 9 promos. So probably, or not promos, uh, um, spoilers. So next week, once we get some more Opus 9 stuff, I will be able to show you guys a little bit more. And hopefully I will have my webcam by then. Hopefully. Stefan's probably going to have to remind me sometime during the week. Hey, 
Get yourself a webcam, stupid. Uh, yeah, get yourself a webcam again. <laughs> yeah, uh, we will anyway. definitely hit up that hit up that segment uh, probably next time or the time after that. We're going to be uploading the podcast in audio format to, um, I think, Sound Engine. Uh, we're going to try iTunes and Spotify. We're pretty much going to try and put it up anywhere we can just so we can get... Uh, a few more viewers here every week, if possible. Mm-hmm. Again, we're doing this every Sunday at uh, Jesus 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, which is now my time. Uh, it's 8:30 p.m. Newfoundland time, right? I got my own time zone. Literally. Got the Newfies. <laughs> good, good to see you here, Newfies. You know what I'm saying? Come and come and join us. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to throw uh, a host. Oh, this is a great way to end the, the podcast now that we're streaming podcasts. We're going to throw right. a host over to somebody new. Every week, it'll be somebody new. Uh, this week, I'm going to throw it over to one of the people I speedrun two-player games with. Haven't seen him streaming in a while, so let's welcome him back. In style, Mr. DP Whale. He's doing some Chrono Trigger 80% runs. This guy's fucking... Ooh, that's only my favorite game of all time. What's wrong with him? Anyway. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for coming by for to the uh, to the podcast. Indeed, uh, thank you for the hosts. Thank you for all, the raids, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you for absolutely. Also, uh, thank you, Impact Pico, one of the 8-Bit Dojo uh, extreme, or Extraordinary Streamer Network team members as well. Thank you for mm-hmm. staying with us for, through most of the podcast. Have yourselves yes. a good evening. Say hello to DP Whale, and we'll see you here for a podcast next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have yourselves a good evening. Follow DP yes, Whale. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Keep it real. <laughs>